Did you know that a single shisha session typically lasting 45 minutes to one hour is equivalent to smoking a staggering 100 cigarettes? Did you also know that a single pod of certain popular e-cigarette brands can contain as much nicotine as an entire packet of traditional cigarettes? Let that reality sink in as we liberate ourselves from the engulfing cloud of smoke. Brace yourself for the Shisha No Thanks on Air to MFM media campaign, proudly supported by the Cancer Institute of New South Wales. In this groundbreaking series, we present five captivating episodes aiming to raise awareness about the potential dangers of shisha smoking and promote healthier choices among culturally diverse communities in New South Wales. Our interviews feature an exceptional lineup of experts, including dentists, professors, lecturers, and industry professionals. They'll enlighten us on critical topics like the potential impact of shisha and vaping on youth, pregnant women, and oral health. So together, let's clear the air and pave the way for a healthier generation with 2MFM's Shisha No Thanks radio series commencing on the 26th to the 30th of June at quarter past three. Today we have a very special guest joining us on Tour FM, Professor Craig Pennell, a renowned expert in obstetrics and gynaecology with a specialisation in maternal fetal medicine at the University of Newcastle. And as part of our on-air media campaign, proudly supported by the Cancer Institute of New South Wales, we are privileged to have Professor Craig Pennell here to shed light on a crucial topic that affects the health and well-being of pregnant women and their unborn babies, smoking, shisha use and vaping during pregnancy. And hopefully by raising awareness and understanding the potential impact of smoking, vaping and shisha use during pregnancy, we hope to empower expectant mothers and healthcare professionals to make informed choices that prioritise the health and well-being of both mother and child. Welcome, Professor Pennell. Hi, thank you for giving me the chance to talk to you and your listeners. So would you happen to know what the prevalence of pregnant women who smoke or vape in Australia is? Are there any recent statistics or data on this? So there is some very good data that was published just recently that I think would be good to share with the audience. So the rate of smoking in the first 20 weeks of pregnancy is declining nationally. In 2011, it was 13%, and it's now down to about 9% in all states and territories. There is quite a lot of variation around Australia. So, for example, if you're in the Northern Territory, rates are as high as 20%, whereas in um, Canberra, it's as low as 5%. Younger women tend to be overrepresented in people who smoke, and also there is a higher proportion of women who live in very remote areas or disadvantaged areas who report smoking. There's also some ethnic and migration um, impact. So certainly adults born in Australia are more likely to smoke than people who were born overseas. And people who speak English at home are more likely to smoke than people who speak other languages as their primary language. 
I think the other two things that um, are where people smoke more than the population-based rate would be people who are unemployed and people who live in outer regional and remote areas in Australia. But in summary, it's about one in 12 Australian women. Okay. So, of course, while, uh, as you mentioned with these statistics, smoking rates mm -hmm. among pregnant women have been decreasing over the years, but it does still mm -hmm. remain a concerning issue. And now we've seen, I think, an increase in, in vaping, right? Um, while we have seen a decline in perhaps tobacco use, what can you say about vaping? So there is certainly an increase use of vaping in the community. The data about its use in pregnancy is a little bit less clear. I think that people think that vaping is safer than smoking. And whilst that is potentially the case, there is certainly some evidence that would also suggest that it is not safer than smoking. So I think the advice that we would give people is not to smoke and not to vape in pregnancy. Now let's explore, I guess, the potential health risks associated with uh, shisha smoking, smoking, tobacco or vaping. We'll talk about vaping a bit later. Let's focus now on shisha smoking and I guess how it differs from cigarette smoking. What are the potential health impacts for pregnant women and their unborn babies? So I guess your traditional um, shisha pipe has four parts. It has the head, the body, the bowl and the hose. And essentially the smoker has a mouthpiece attached to the hose and the um, tobacco or the product that is being smoked with the shisha pipe is lit and then the smoker sucks the smoke through water in the bowl and into the mouth. And fruit flavourings and things can be added to the seizure pipe, which tends to mask the taste of the toxic substances. I think it's important to note that shisha tobacco contains nicotine, which is an addictive drug, and that um, the toxins are not filtered out by the water in the pipe. And I think it is um, broadly considered that tobacco and tobacco-related products have a similar impact in terms of harm. Speaking of perhaps complications, which pregnancy complications are more commonly experienced by women who smoke shisha and tobacco? So there are many different pregnancy complications that are influenced by smoking in pregnancy. If we go through them in order, there is an increased risk of miscarriage in early pregnancy and an increased risk of ectopic pregnancy, which is where you end up with a pregnancy in the tube instead of the uterus. There's an increased risk of placental problems where the placenta implants in the wrong place or where the placenta doesn't work properly, placental failure, which presents as babies being born with low birth weight. And then the other problem that is associated with um, smoking, whether it be tobacco or shisha during pregnancy, is preterm birth. And preterm birth has an enormous impact on children. It is the largest cause of death and, dis death and disability in children under five. Mm. And if we could stop women smoking in pregnancy, then there would be a up to 20% decrease in the rate of preterm birth. That so certainly it would be a, a great thing to do if we could. Mm. But stopping people smoking is very difficult and I don't want to 
underestimate the challenges that exist for people who smoke to stop smoking. But I guess there's more emphasis on pregnant women because of those pregnancy complications which are commonly associated by, uh, you know, women who smoke. And there's obviously adverse effects on an unborn baby. Is it so because of the chemicals that are present in shisha smoke, including nicotine and carbon monoxide, that can actually interfere, right, with a baby's development? So nicotine um, basically crosses over the placenta and it also crosses over breast milk, as does carbon monoxide. And essentially what I tell my patients who are smoking is that every time they have a cigarette, the baby's oxygen levels fall for about an hour. Mm. And so if you're smoking multiple cigarettes a day, then the baby's exposed to low oxygen levels for prolonged periods of time. And there are many other harmful product, um, harmful chemicals that exist in both tobacco smoke and shisha smoke. Carbon monoxide is one of them. Tar is another. And there are also a range of other complex chemicals that come from burning things such as wood and um, timber fibres, which are in some um, shisha products. Yes, it's really important to note that. And uh, of course, there are Many women who choose to continue breastfeeding their babies, even though they are smoking, is that something you would encourage, um, you know, if a woman wants to persist and keep smoking? Is it important to keep breastfeeding regardless? So there are many short, medium and long term benefits of breastfeeding. And I cannot underestimate, you cannot underestimate the value of breastfeeding in terms of development of the immune system, child health, adult health, um, cardiovascular disease, obesity, mental health in adulthood are all influenced by breastfeeding. So I would strongly encourage women, whether they smoke or not smoke, to um, breastfeed. If you are going to continue to smoke whilst you're breastfeeding, then typically what we recommend is that you um, breastfeed before smoking. And if you are smoking, that you try and wait at least 30 minutes between a breastfeed, between smoking and breastfeeding. So putting a gap in there mm. is very helpful. Of course, we know that, you know, for a lot of women, they understand that there are known risks associated with smoking during pregnancy. But why is it that, you know, there are women out there who continue to smoke? What are the number of factors associated with why they just keep smoking, regardless of understanding the associated risks? So I think the primary issue is that nicotine and some of the other chemicals that are in smoke are highly addictive mm. and so breaking that behavior is very difficult because of the addictive nature of the chemicals involved the second thing is is that smoking can also often be associated with social patterns or patterns of behavior so for example if all of your friends smoke then it is more difficult to stop smoking than if none of your friends smoke if um, um, when you do a particular activity, so say you go out to an event or something, then people sometimes people just smoke when they're out or they're out at parties. Also, there are other behaviours where people may, for example, smoke after dinner or 
um, smoke at morning tea or afternoon tea. So it's the whole package of behaviours that is associated with the process of smoking that also make it difficult to change because stopping smoking can result in some major behavioural changes which have um, very dramatic social impact on people. And as well, we know postpartum uh, stress is very prevalent uh, in our community and a lot of women use smoking as a coping mechanism. It's used as a way to Absolutely. cope with that stress and anxiety or other emotional challenges that come with it. And then obviously, as you mentioned, that social and cultural environment in which a woman lives can play a significant role. There are also women, right, who have had previous unsuccessful quit attempts. They've tried to quit smoking in the past, but they were quite unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that these kinds of women, I guess, feel discouraged or believe that quitting during pregnancy would be too challenging, leading them to continue smoking, right? I think that people who've tried to stop smoking before and have failed certainly perceive that it is going to be very difficult to change the behaviour and to stop smoking. One of the things that I like to do when I talk to women about stopping smoking is to tell them that everybody will fail in this process and that it's not like people decide that they're going to stop smoking and then they never smoke again. Quite often people will have a, a lapse or a relapse and that's very normal. And the aim is to stop smoking in the long term and, and not to give up on the process. I think the other thing to do is not to try and do it by yourself. There are many resources that exist in the community to help people stop smoking there are many resources online. There's things that you can um, contact through the quit line. Then seeing your GP, your local family doctor, can also provide lots of support and can also provide things like nicotine replacement therapy, which can help people who are particularly addicted to the, um, smoking through the, the chemical part of, the, um, of smoking. Mm. Absolutely. So there are a number of strategies that can be employed uh, to support women in quitting smoking during pregnancy. And, you know, you mentioned quite a number of ways that they can reach out for help. And it's not something that can happen overnight. Um, but, you know, let's say someone is a woman is planning to become pregnant. It's important that she um, tries to quit smoking before conceiving or before trying for a baby. Right. Absolutely. The, the gold star thing to do would be to try and stop smoking before you conceive. And if you accidentally fall pregnant and you are smoking, then the next step would be to try and stop smoking. And there is good evidence that even if you are smoking, that stopping in the second or third trimesters of pregnancy still gives you a benefit. Mm. So stopping is the best. Reducing is the second best, and if even if you are smoking in pregnancy, then stopping in the middle or late pregnancy is still going to be a substantial benefit to both mother and baby. There are also, I guess, some tobacco-free and herbal shisha products. Are these considered safe for use during pregnancy and while breastfeeding? So I think that the the 
simple answer is no. And I think that's because some of the other things that are in these products, such as wood or charcoal, um, smoke from wood or charcoal can also carry, in, can also have an impact through carbon monoxide and other cancer causing chemicals. So I, I think that the simple answer would be that tobacco free and herbal um, seizure products shouldn't be considered safe. Mm. So you would advise uh, for pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers to err on the side of caution and to avoid all forms of, you know, shisha smoking, including those tobacco-free and herbal shisha products. Um, it's really important to yes. highlight that because there seems to be quite a number of misconceptions and, you know, misinformation spreading across the community about, I guess, perhaps the the safety. There's another issue as well that it's not as it's not as widely spoken about as uh, smoking is, but that's the issue of secondhand smoke. So if a woman doesn't smoke, but she's exposed to secondhand smoke from family or friends who do so, can this exposure harm her or her baby? There is good evidence that secondhand smoke is harmful. And even secondhand smoke in outdoor areas can be harmful. So clearly not smoking is important. If you can keep away from people who smoke, that's that's also important. And breathe, even breathing small amounts of um, shisha smoke or cigarette smoke can increase your risk of heart disease, lung cancer and other diseases. Inhaling secondhand smoke can be dangerous for children. We know that it can influence their immune system development. Mm. And they're much more likely to have upper respiratory tract infections and things, for example. So how can women protect themselves and their children from secondhand smoke when in the presence of smokers? And what typically happens as well? You m might give birth to a baby and have family and friends come visit you. Now, they're not smoking directly within the same space, but what happens or what tends to happen is that they have the residue of smoke on their clothes, on their hands. Um, what would you advise people to do when they want to visit predominantly a newborn baby? You know, they're in that critical period. So I would suggest three basic things. The first thing is to try and create a safe distance for you and your children from people who are smoking. I think that you should ask people who are smoking to smoke outside and away from you. And when smokers do come near you or near your baby, that you should ask them to wash their hands and preferably to change the outer layer of their clothing, such as their jacket or something that they may be wearing. I think they are the three simple things. So a safe distance, smoking away, washing hands and um, removing the outer layer of clothing. Fantastic. Uh, finally, Professor, what is your concluding advice to um, you know, women who are pregnant or planning to pr become pregnant regarding smoking, shisha use and vaping products? So my advice would be that pregnancy is a unique time in your life when you are making another person. And it's really important to try and optimise the situation during pregnancy and to avoid smoke as much as you possibly can. I think it's important to emphasise that stopping smoking is difficult and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of help and a lot of support. And I think that people should utilise as many resources as they can to try and stop smoking if they are smoking in pregnancy. 
Well, thank you very much, Professor Panel, for sharing your expertise and invaluable advice on this critical topic. Of course, your insights, we have great confidence that will undoubtedly empower our listeners to make informed decisions and to take proactive steps towards a healthier pregnancy and a smoke-free environment. We do appreciate your time and your dedication to improving the well-being of pregnant women and their babies. Thanks for your help, time. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this informative segment of 2MFM's on-air media campaign supported by the Cancer Institute of New South Wales. Stay tuned for more insightful discussions on this topic. Until next time, take care and stay healthy. Did you know that a single shisha session typically lasting 45 minutes to one hour is equivalent to smoking a staggering 100 cigarettes? Did you also know that a single pod of certain popular e-cigarette brands can contain as much nicotine as an entire packet of traditional cigarettes? Let that reality sink in as we liberate ourselves from the engulfing cloud of smoke. Brace yourself for the Shisha No Thanks on Air to MFM media campaign, proudly supported by the Cancer Institute of New South Wales. In this groundbreaking series, we present five captivating episodes aiming to raise awareness about the potential dangers of shisha smoking and promote healthier choices among culturally diverse communities in New South Wales. Our interviews feature an exceptional lineup of experts, including dentists, professors, lecturers, and industry professionals. They'll enlighten us on critical topics like the potential impact of shisha and vaping on youth, pregnant women, and oral health. So together, let's clear the air and pave the way for a healthier generation with 2MFM's Shisha No Thanks radio series commencing on the 26th to the 30th of June at quarter past three.